0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Improv FAQ at Length. This is a series of longer conversations about improv topics that have lots of questions surrounding them. I'm James Quesada. And I'm Bob Wick. And we have a very special guest with us. It's our good friend, Garrett Fuller. Yeah. Yeah. What up? What up? Glad to be here without <laughs> any
1: complications.
0: <laughs> I guess I guess we'll also just mention, in case uh, the the diehard fans of Improv FAQ notice <laughs> that uh, it's a mildly different format because we Zoom just wasn't working for us. So shout out to Streamyard for saving the day. Uh, and uh, <laughs> after about an hour of troubleshooting, we are now. Um, it into a, a uh, yeah,
2: really. We went through four laptops, at least three pairs of headphones each. It, it was nuts,
1: <laughs> guys. I'm so sorry, the Wi Fi's bad on my private jet.
0: <laughs> uh, but we're here, I'm really glad, and uh, thanks for joining us, Garrett. Um, yeah, so the topic yeah. of, of this conversation is going to be about consistency in improv, and we're going to talk about it a couple ways. Um, we're going to talk about it in terms of like uh, being a consistent player from show to show, building your consistency of quality performance. Um, and we're also going to talk about just consistency of your work. And uh, Garrett has a uh, channel called Wayne County Life, um, which features a couple characters uh, that he's done Hundreds of videos with now, um, and um, there's a lot of consistency in building that kind of content, especially because it's unscripted and the same characters, um, uh, two characters, in in throughout the whole series. So uh, we'll talk about consistency in content creation too. Um, Garrett, uh, we talked a little bit before this, but um, can you start us off just uh, with your? immediate thoughts on the topic of consistency and what made you want to talk about it
1: yeah sure so like it uh bob was the one that messaged me about it and it sounded just like oh i i don't really know if anyone's really dove into like how important the consistency of improv was and the first thing that came to my mind was like the consistency from set to set as an improviser so I think when I talk about improv, I think about actually going on stage as an improviser, you know, like a oh, weird that's thought. Yeah, it. I know. Right.
2: We used to look do at that. you run with scissors. All right. <laughs> Let's dive into that. <laughs> and, um,
1: you know, I always thought like, you know, that being consistent is one of the hardest things. I think it's in Tina Fey's book where she was like the best improvisers in the world succeed like 70 percent of the time. And yeah. I was always like, yeah, yeah, that's that's dead on. I think so. And I've I think I've witnessed a few of like the best improvisers in the country. And you know, yeah, that's that's about where they operate at is like 70, 80 percent. So I think yeah. like I think that's super super important.
0: It's tough. I and I think that um one thing that came to mind for me is in consistency and just thinking about that angle on it of of, of uh, consistency in your performance from show to show as an individual, I mean, there's the troupe consistency too, but as an individual performer, um, I was thinking about like, man, really a big part of that is also kind of narrowing down the um, things that you choose to uh, perform in or who who you wanna play with. Uh, You should obviously be able to to play with anybody and have fun with anybody, any other improviser. That's a major part of like uh, being an improviser and, and belonging to a community. But at the same time, like, how much of it do you guys think is, you know, about uh, kind of whittling down what you're choosing to spend your time on um, and, and what 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 feeds into your your style and the things you want to do, the things you have fun with, and the things you're good at?
1: I think you just said the key right there, James, at the last part is, like, the fun part. I know that I personally have met so many improvisers that – you can't question their love of improv, but they, they're almost doing improv too much to where I think they suffer. And then the consistency just kind of dips because of exhaustion. And I always say there's lack of butterflies in your stomach. If you're doing it all the time and right. it feels like a chore, man, I just don't know how you can be successful being in that state of mind going on stage. I think a lot of the consistency is wanting to do improv rather than like, I have a show tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, and to piggyback on that, like the th- we're talking about the 30% of the time you're, you have those lulls. Can be if you're performing so much, you're not going out and living anything, living life. So what are you bringing to the stage? What kind of life experience? You can only go back to the year before or, or you know, whenever you started like doing your, your run um, of improv every night because uh, then all, you're, all all you're doing is waking up you know, having dinner then going to do some more improv, like, and you can't talk about improv while you're doing improv. So it kind of, you know, it kind of burns you out.
1: Yeah, that burnt that I I used to get burned out. And it would just be like, you know, you start a scene and someone's in a you're typing in an office. And I remember just having that thought in the improv scene of like, I don't want to be in this, like, I don't want to be typing, and this is fake, you know, you start (laughs) to be like,
2: this is not, your
1: heart's not into it. So, like, I would just, like, zip, I just, that was always my worst habit, is, like, if I wasn't into it, I would play in the scenes, but it would just all be like, meh, meh, who cares? You know, and once I'm going into the who cares, well, I'm not improvising at that point. Yeah. So, you know, consistency to me is always, like, it's so much just not even being on stage as much as it is like just being taking care of yourself off stage, make sure you have enough sleep. How many improvisers do we know that just don't sleep? They're like vampires. Yeah. You know, I knew so many people that just like, we're not taking, I was one of them just not taking care of yeah. ourselves. And it's just like, then you're just like trudging your ass on stage. And it's like, Oh boy, that's not going to be consistent. It's like being an athlete. Yeah. You got to stay. Yeah. Shape, I mean, another word for you know?
2: cons- consistency can be balance. You know, you right have to back, have that
1: balance in your life, yeah. right? You know, and you're you said it, Bob. Like, if you're not out there living a full life and just improvising, boy, you are just getting into the weirdest improv habits at that point. And it's, mm-hmm. I think it makes for a bad improviser. I, I, I've always heard like, you know, like I, we both, we've all met some of the best improvisers in the country, and every time they talk about improv, I feel like they just don't really care that much. <laughs> and it's like oh, they no. don't, yeah. You know what I mean? They like love no, it, I know but, that like, tone. Yeah, yeah. they're just not – they don't hold it so tightly white-knuckled, you know? So it it should be a thing you love.
2: Or they yeah. have, like, an answer set. Like, no matter what you're yeah. answering, they can manipulate the conversation like, well, when I know Dale Cl- New Deal Close, he used to say <laughs> yeah. this. All right, I'm going back to the bar. Nice talking to you, kids. Uh, good energy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But it, do you think that there's, like,
0: a – arc that you have to kind of go through is like to find your, your maximum um, because I, I'll, I'll absolutely say that I'm somebody that like never takes a day off you know I've worked at improv theaters and been there like every night that it's, that it's open for like and and never miss a night like you know not always playing but like just being involved And and because I'm so obsessed with the art form of it that I really want to Uh, take in as much as possible. But like, I I guess is there like a does everybody have a breaking point or a threshold that like if you have the the opportunity to go at it as much as possible for as long as you want, like how do you kind of gauge when you're like, oh, okay, I've maxed out what I'm going to get from doing it nonstop. Now I need to get more from doing it less yeah that's, Cause, that's Chris, interesting cause, like could you could you kind of pinpoint like where that transition happened for you Garrett like because uh how long have you been improvising
1: it's been like oh I actually know the date I started which is wild I started in high school <laughs> but like my actual start date of my first improv class ever was January 25th 2004 isn't that wild uh, that I know that yeah so Yeah. I don't know. What do you do, James? I need to think about that, honestly.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, Uh, I, I, so, so I I guess, like, as we're talking about, I'm thinking about it kind of like a, kind of like a spectrum because like I have taken to doing to trying to get more out of less, but I still am always having this issue of like, I have all these ideas that I want to work on in all these forms. And even, even right now, like as we speak, Pete <laughs> has riled me up in a couple of conversations of going back to doing like Go Labs experimental improv with like short form and long form in the virtual medium. And, uh, and that's exciting to me, but then I'm also trying to be upfront with him about like, I don't know, I I have the time and the willingness and the, um, the I have ideas that I would love to work on, but I feel like it's, it's like kind of cannibalizing itself when I, when like, If it's not reaching an audience or if i'm not able to like build anything to stack anything up you know um and and so i i try to reduce some of my commitments lately and there's people like uh uh, girl julia my girlfriend
2: um (laughs) oh that might be a sign when you just call your girlfriend girl
1: (laughs) that girl that
2: woman girl this apartment that uh, uh
0: but um so, so like, you know, she, she also, I think it is, is like kind of the type of person who uh, maybe it's FOMO or just like, like loves everything gets enjoyment out of every opportunity that it's like, it's hard to kind of pick and choose which ones you let go of. And then, so, so but like, I'm a little bit more selective than she is. And so she's like, I don't know how you do that. And then I'm kind of like that relative to you, Garrett, where I like I've seen you be selective in your, In what you choose to perform, with or or like walk away from, like "Ah, I think I'm done doing this, or, um, you know, like just be just be selective, and and it's really I think worked for your benefit, but at the same time, it doesn't like really. Maybe it is relative. I I don't know. I, I guess that's that's just where my mind's at. It's not a it's not. I have no answer to offer. I'm just saying what I'm thinking of.
1: Yeah, I think I, um, man, I don't, you know, I don't know the years that I started to transition out, but I know that I was spreading myself way too thin. And when I was doing that, I can't be everything to everyone And performance wise. I can't, I can't do this, 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 and this. I just, I'm not a multitasker. Like I can go improvise and write a show at the same time. I I need to put my full heart into it in one thing at a time. I I can do it. I don't think it's at my best, though, you know? So I know, like, over the years, yeah, I just started to kind of, like, if I'm going to be in a sketch show, I'm not doing anything else. There is no improv happening and stuff like that. Or if there is no sketch show, I'm just trying to get better at improv all the time. And now this, you know, this has always been, like, I purposely wanted to do kind of something by myself or with like a small number of people just because of the, it's so hard to collaborate all the time. And I think yeah, that, right. that was wearing on me too. It's just like, I love working in an ensemble, but at the same time yeah. you guys know, and I know it's hard to work in an ensemble yeah. because of personalities, different people's schedules. I always found schedules to be the hardest thing.
2: Yeah. I was about to say now that we're older and, you know, we have a real jobs now compared to when we were at Second city where it was like, you know, it, I don't have to work the prior until Wednesday. So let's meet up on Monday and Tuesday, you know?
1: Right. And, I started so young that I remember older yeah. people being like, oh, you have an advantage starting young. And I was like, why would that matter? And then you get out there and you're like, oh, because you can spend every single night doing <laughs> it if you want. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I think to be selective, uh, was just kind of something I followed with my heart. Cause I was like, I, I want to do all these things, but I might as well. I don't know if it's a speed thing or, or what I just need to focus on one by one.
0: Yeah. And, and I think that that does again, end up being, uh, where consistency comes from is because it's because you are, you choose and, and, and being selective is kind of, you making uh, more of a design out of what you're doing right so so like there's as opposed to just like the randomness of how each thing goes that you're participating in you're it's a little bit more curated so so i think that lends itself to consistency for sure what, what yeah, I, what, it's like go ahead garrett
1: it, it i always i don't know why but like it, it's like being a painter and you're either gonna put your heart and soul into one painting or you've got like four or five paintings going at once. It's like, I personally have to, I, I enjoy more to just paint one one thing and then I'll paint something else when it comes along. So.
0: I, I can't do that. I cannot do that. I no.
1: I, I, I have like three to five yeah. things juggling at
0: all times. And, oh. and part of it is because like, I'll be like, ah, I've gotten this as far as I can. And like, let me shift gears and get this a little bit further. And it just like, I I I don't I don't know it's hard it's hard to say if I'm if I'm really like shooting myself in the foot because of that but I know that that seem I'm trying to figure out where my where my internal balance is because I definitely have been too spread thin and I'll know when to kind of like pull it back but I'm always I'm always looking to add one more thing and see if that tips the scales too much right What about what about you Bob cuz cuz cause, cause I feel like you are definitely somebody who will um do a, a marathon
2: of yeah. whatever opportunity comes your way. How do you calibrate? I, I, I wish I would have learned Garrett's lesson earlier, but I think I came up in the time when there wasn't that much stage time. So I always have this like fear that it's going to go away. So I, I have a hard time of saying no to anything. Uh, but I do also agree. Like if I am writing, like when I wrote the puppet show, I was very mindful. Like I need time to make sure. Cause I want this thing that has my name on it, that I can present to be the best it can possibly be. But also, I, I don't want to stop performing. So I, cu- I would cut back because I need, like, ah, man, I need attention. I, I know this is why I do this. I know this is oh, – yeah. um, it's, it's so – my ego is – the cup has never runneth over. Um, so if I don't <laughs> get that little – if I don't get an audience applause once a weekend, I'm not me. So I need it. Oh, so maybe I won't do uh... both <laughs> I downs I, I know it's a flaw, but I know how to, you know, it's like being a high-functioning uh, alcoholic. I, I know what I need to do, and I can still go to work, and, and you know, I'm still running fine, but my liver hates me, you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Bob, I'm, I'm honestly glad that you said that because, like, yeah, I need attention, too. <laughs> like, I like it. It's and so much fun, yeah. Yeah, what's sad is I get a lot of attention, like, online, and I still right. want the live claps.
2: Oh, yeah. the live.
1: Nothing beats a, the live. Nothing, nothing. I'm telling you. I've experienced both. Nothing beats that. Nothing. Yeah. I used to say, like, um, you know, like, uh, when the Tigers were good a couple of years ago, like, Maglio, you know, Maglio hits his big home run, and everyone's cheering. And, they're, you know, I remember somebody like, God, I wonder what that feels like. And I'm like, I feel like I have felt that. Like a big laugh on stage in a packed theater, that's like it it feels like hitting a home run. I every time a guy hits a home run, I'm like, I I bet you I know what that feels like. I think I've done that, (laughs) yeah. Like it feels when you you hit a
2: good blow line, and after it, people are coming up to you repeating it to you, like, oh man, you're the guy that said blah blah blah. Like, yes, I am. It's
1: like that. Um, like you get a big roar, and then you're you're cutting the scene as the roar of the laughter is still happening and then the scene yeah. the next scene starts and there's trickling down it's like yeah. oh, baby, that yeah. rock like, it's it's so good yeah nothing beats live nothing 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 totally I- <laughs> but that was and- one of the things too uh bob about like consistency doing it live is just like right. you know using your tools that's what we were talking about earlier It's like using your improv tools to be consistent on stage each time you know what i mean like those fundamentals i used them to i i would use them today if i was improvising i i start scenes by touching things i start scenes by mirroring people you know it's just those those i hate calling them tricks because they're like i don't know See, think there's a a difference
2: between yeah right i'm sorry uh I think there's a difference between tools and tricks, like doing something like object work to start a scene. Yeah. I mean, you might, you might call it a trick, but I call it a tool because you don't know what reaction you're going to get. You don't know what's going to happen right. after like a a trick to me is like, well, you know, I can always end a scene by, you know, killing the cat. That's always yeah. going to, that's always going to work. And it's a trick. I always use, you, know, you snap his neck and throw it away. And all they're all going to go off.
1: The trick is like that one person. It's usually a white dude who uh, will like <laughs> do like a um. He'll like mention a thing in the scene, but he's not in it. So you know, like the, a tumbleweed will go by, and that person will go tumbleweed, tumbleweed. They'll act oh, like yeah. they're the time. Like that's a trick. That, that's a trick. That's, that's a trick. A tool. You just no. want to like get a little yucky, yuck in there for your little. Yeah. Trick. But like tools yeah. would be like going up there and you know using emotion entering with the scene with some physicality, like a different physicality, you know, to start your character. I just always thought that the improv fundamentals can make you consistent. You just got to remember before you go on stage to to use those things, you know? I used to force myself. Like, I was like, I would be driving there and, you know, we're all doing the drive to, to the set in our head or whatever, you know, you're mm-hmm. just going over it. And the, I stopped doing that and I was just like, the, you're going to, touch things on stage tonight. I just touched. I would always focus on one thing, you know, like one fundamental that I thought I was lagging in, and then just go up on stage and try and use that one thing that night, you know, whether it's mirroring or whatever.
0: Yeah, I think that that is very useful, and I I try to offer that advice for people who are like, how do I get better? Because it's not always about, like, um, you don't have to if you just have focus on one thing as your goal and it can be whatever you want it to be. Like, you could be like, I'm going to do something unexpected or I'm going to try to initiate a monologue or I'm just going to do who, what, where for every scene. Um, that really just gives you all the infinite possibilities of improv and, and whittles it down to like a nice, simple focus. And, um, it, that, that can really just like go a lot farther than it sounds like it can. When, when you know in between that in between shows that like, Oh man, there's all this shit that goes on that makes a, a good improv scene, but you don't have to be focusing on all of those things at the same time in order to yes. accomplish them.
1: Right. It's, you know, simplify it, you know, just, I think we all go on stage and we're thinking about the crowd and the laughs and are we together and right. making sure this, and it's like, hold on though, what's going to make us have a good set? We have to go out there and like do the right things on stage to like yep. make a scene go well. So let's, let's get in that, just kind of simplify it a little bit and just, okay, when I go out there, I'm going to touch things. Okay. When I go out there, I'm just going to try and yes. And, you know, my biggest one was yes sanding where I was like, don't derail people, listen, and then just accept and go, you know, I, mine, wow. I, just, I, I don't know. I'm just always like, that's the simplifying of it. Just, listen and add listen and add so simplifying uh, it always helped
2: yeah that's a good one mine was always uh high status like i Uh, gotta like and i didn't realize i was doing this like you come in because it gives you power it's a comfort thing oh it's and it's fun it is. It is. Being you're directing in the scene, you're you're telling people what to do. Like you're the you, boss.
1: You get to yeah, and you get laughs by like being like you get to call people shithead, and it's like that. Yeah. Girl, you know, it's, it's yeah. awesome.
0: How do you guys deal with being in a rut when it comes to consistency? Like, like if if stuff's not working, do you remember times when you were just in like, you know, ruts that lasted for? you know, weeks or months at a time and, and just like, couldn't get the the fun or the electricity back in, in the things you were doing? And, and like, how do you deal with that?
1: Yeah, my, you know, I, I honestly went through a lot of ruts in my head, I did. And um, my number one thing was, is I have to miss this. Like, I, so I would always step away from improv and go like live a life. Now, when I say yeah. step away, I'd be like, I'm taking a month off and it'd be like <laughs> eight days. And I'm like, okay. Uh, I gotta yeah. go, I gotta go right. to find a stage, you know, like, yeah. you know, it was, it, and so, um, but yeah, if I, if I missed it, I, I knew that I was going to come, I, again, I have to have those butterflies and the ruts to me were always when I just wasn't excited about it. And the ruts come when you're just not, you're not even enjoying being there. You're not having fun. Fun is yeah. the number one key ingredient. And if you're not having fun, <laughs> why did you even go there? So I yeah. think people get stuck in those things where it's like I have to perform. It's like, yeah, you have to enjoy performing as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think the, the the other side of that though is while you're still growing, though, um, I think there's yeah. a certain point where that's the, where like again, you you may get everything you need out of hitting it as hard as you can as often as possible. And, and, but, but up until that point, there is like, like sometimes you have to try and fail and have less fun for the short term so that you can get better at having fun in the long term with certain, whatever the mechanical skills or, 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 or repping those, um, those fundamentals and kind of being clumsy about it. You know, there still is like a hurdle to get over. Uh, And it's sometimes tough to see the difference between like like, oh, am I just going through the growing pains of getting better? uh, Yeah. Or am I burning out and kind of atrophying needlessly, you know?
1: Right. I I think you have to enjoy the process of getting better as hard as that is. You know what I mean? Like the ruts make you grow. We've all been there, man. I've I've cried driving home from sets i'm not afraid to say that and like yeah i've taken them hard and like i'm in a rut and it's and i think i said i don't know you know it goes through peaks and valleys and something happens and you break out of it i wish i had better advice for people to like i just think like if your heart's not in it you gotta find a way to love it one more time
2: yeah no i think good that's good i mean that's something we've hey i can't can't tell you how many times i've had this conversation with people like don't have that conversation with yourself in the car like fire that junk i got but I've, i'm with you garrett i've been there too like oh i should have said this or i wasn't listening or you know whatever i'm always playing the boss oh
1: you know yeah it, you know it took yeah. it, it it honestly took i've been doing it 15 years but it's like right. it it took 10 years for me to like uh, i i got to the point where i was like a good set, I don't care. A bad set, I don't care. Because I, I thought it was unfair yeah. to just remember the good ones. So I was like, no, you got to remember the bad ones, too. Like, that's not fair. And so <laughs> Yeah, see, you know,
2: I was there, the totally opposite. I would always remember the bad ones. Like, I could have, <laughs> yeah. like, four great sets in a row and then just one, one bad scene in one of those. And that's like, oh, man, you really dropped the ball there, Wick. Uh, <laughs> well,
1: I just, like, I kind of stumbled onto the conclusion that, like, the best sets I've ever been in Nobody remembers it but me. And the worst yeah. sets I've ever been in, no one remembers it but me. Like, so why That's do true. I care, you know? Yeah, I think it's important. I like, to- I like that improv is disposable. I like it. I, I think it's yeah. cool that we, we get it and then it's gone. And you don't have to worry about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, and and the the treating the good and the bad ones the same is a great point. And I, especially when the answer is don't give a shit about either of them. Uh, and actually it reminds me of uh i think it's a seinfeld quote who is like um don't blame the audience if your if your set doesn't go well it can't be like ah they were they were a cold audience or (laughs) they just weren't feeling it or whatever because if you do that then you also have to blame the audience when you do well (laughs) (laughs) that's that's
1: much smarter than that's true (laughs) that's true but but uh yeah i think I, that I um... this great quote like uh months ago i saw it on like a sticky note at my buddy's apartment and i was like who wrote this and he was like one of my friends wrote it and i was like man and it was just i was like that's a good improv thing and it was give a damn don't give a fuck and i was like oh oh right. i love that you give yeah. a damn as the character like in every scene you better give a damn whether you hate it love it whatever but don't give a fuck like at yeah. the end of the day don't, yeah. don't give a fuck about it like I just loved that. I was like, oh, yeah, you give a damn, but you don't give a fuck. That's a good one.
2: I'm glad you brought this up, because I heard you talk about this a few times, about uh, I don't know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, so correct me, um, but you like your characters to care about everything and to be vulnerable. So if someone calls you an asshole, you're not going to be defensive. You care so much about the other character or the situation that it hurts and and i've noticed that you know after i after you I heard you say this a couple times watching you play like oh yeah he really does that and it's really cool
1: to watch yeah that's like you know if you're doing that and you can you can react to everything on a larger scale so when someone calls you an asshole why fight back just if someone called you it like if someone's like you're a fucking asshole screaming in your face i am going to crumble from that yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like it's much, it's much more. Fun. I mean, fighting and screaming is fun, but we've all done that on stage on the first day. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Doing the one where someone's like, "You're oh, shooting job." how could you say that? Yeah. Like, open the window. Like, I'm jumping. You know, like it's just <laughs> yeah, taking yeah. You're. right. I mean, that just care about everything to the tenth degree. It's it's way more fun to play that way. I remember PJ. Um, I was when we were early on. We were doing this scene, and two people were in the scene, and I was. I wanted to get in on this good scene they were doing and they were in an office and they were going to have a pencil fight and they were sharpening their pencils in a, and I was like, it's, it was a good scene. You know, they were like in a battle with sharpened pencils and as they were about to fight, I jumped in to get my little yuck yucks. And I tried to be the boss again, Bob. And I just started Uh, around and PJ stopped it on a dive and he goes, what the fuck? And I was like, what? And he goes, you made them stop pencil fighting. I was like, Yeah, he goes, What's the fun in that? And I was like, <laughs> Oh, you're right. You know, he's like, Why wouldn't you throw them more pencils? And I was like, <laughs> Oh, heightening. Okay. <laughs> like, right? it was a good lesson to just like care, fucking care. You know, it, it was, Why would I stop them? They care very much. So, yeah, I'll come in and I'll give a shit too.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Take part in the fight, not try to stop it. Right. Yeah
1: right you know so it's it's more fun to just play that way i don't know i've always loved it and that's a that's a tool right there just yeah there. give so it you, you should be burning up a lot of emotional energy up there
0: yeah well that's a yeah okay so so energy is is another thing too is just like um coming coming to a show with energy getting yourself in the right place being able to kind of turn it on uh is, is its own thing But, but in general, it sounds like what we're saying is that you have to get to a point where you've, you've done enough reps to where you can stop giving a fuck, stop caring so much and let go, which is, which is like a big leap of faith. That's kind of hard for a lot of people to, to, to be like, what does that even mean? And how does it feel? You know, but, but like, you basically have to uh, start trusting your instincts and, and that you're, you're moves the things that you do are guided by enough training and uh and um times playing behind you um and and let let loose and not be so calculated or negatively invested
1: no i I think you're right about that yeah
0: but but then in terms of the energy like like how do you also just make sure because Garrett, you play very both. Both of you guys play play like very uh, fiercely. Like uh, like, you, there's never like a low key like like. Oh, Garrett was kind of lukewarm tonight. You're always like very. Uh, you have great energy and stage presence, and uh, you know you you. Th- this would be at at times when you play on a regular basis. So it's also not because you're only doing it every once in a while. You're having regular shows. How do you keep right. yourself just energy physically?
1: I think it's a, a thing you have to you have to bring in and you have to make a conscious effort to bring the energy and just, you know, whatever you have to say to yourself to just kind of bring that every single time before you come on. stage. I call it the butterflies. It's like, that's got to come yeah. out of you. That's got to come out of you. You know, like you have but you can't be standing backstage like chilling. I don't know how to do that. I'm not saying I'm nervous, but boy, am, no. I'm, I'm on my toes. You know mm, yeah. Is that how you do it, Bob? No,
2: I, I totally agree. I always think of like improv as a roller coaster. You know, like you, if you go on the same roller coaster over and over again, it gets boring. Like you get to yeah. the point where, oh, I know when the turn's going to come. I, I, I have no longer had fear for this thing. So you yourself have to make it bigger. So pushing yourself out of there, like uh, you got to get to the point where you don't necessarily you. You care about the product. You care about what you're doing up there. You, you shouldn't care so much about the consequences because you know like your heart was in a good place, but you also like shouldn't care because you want to push yourself because I see some people fall on that that I don't know, I don't know what to call it, but like a bad habit, I guess would be a term like they want to be consistent so they consistently do the same choices. Mm. And I think that's a bad form of consistency. like oh, there's so and so. he plays these three characters. Let's go to the bar until his set's over.
1: Yep. I God, we've have, and and we all have those that we. Oh we yeah. Could. I Think it's just human nature, you know. Like it definitely happens, but yeah, just to kind of remain with that energy coming on yeah. stage. Yes, it's it was always a a thing I brought. But James, it goes hand in hand with being selective. The only times I, you know, I to, for me to have that energy, boy, I have to care about what I'm about to go do. You know, I can't treat it as just like, yeah, this is a my fifth troop that I'm in, and we get together <laughs> once a month. I couldn't do those after a while. It's like, no, no, I have to, I have to really care about this. Yeah, like it came with being selective. I think for me,
0: yeah, that's a great point because then it all, it all goes, it's all easier. Turning the energy on and being able to play at your best if if you're choosing the things that you're ex- excited about. For sure, that 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 makes those things uh, easier, and and you know, fewer things too. means means that you're not spreading yourself so thin or exhausting, you know. But, okay, so maybe let's talk about uh, uh, content creation now too, because because now I'm kind of curious your thoughts, Garrett. When you have you you have Wayne County Life, and uh, for a while it was just the character uh, Cody Badenhoop, right? Right. Uh, uh, and, and actually, uh, b- before we get into it, um, can you give us like a elevator pitch for what exactly Wayne County Life is?
1: Yeah, Wayne County Life is like this. Um, I, it's called I would call it a web series, I guess. And it's I play mm-hmm. two different characters um, and they both are kind of guys that I grew up with and Bob would grow up with yeah. and MC James would grow up with we're all from around here you know and yep. yeah. these these are just like characters of everyday life of people you would see living in like Wayne County Michigan but i'm finding that these guys are everywhere so <laughs> yeah um, you know everyone's got their pocket of these dudes we we have proof of that now for sure so yeah
0: um, and so, and the and the series started with a little bit more of a of a tight concept on the idea that uh, this guy Cody was um, sending
1: videos to
0: his parole officer or the judge.
1: Yeah, the judge. he was. Um, he this is how he was checking in. You know, to tell the judge like, I don't think you should be t- sending me to jail. Look at how good of a person I am. You <laughs> yeah. know, like I'm not doing a crime right now. I'm talking to you on a phone. You yeah, know, yeah. Like, right. So it definitely started like that, and um it was really fun to do that, but it kind of run its course. And then I was like, well, I just wanted to open it up and take those chains off of like following that narrative. And my partner, Mike, he was, he was on board with it too. Cause then we could just like the character then was so fully functional as a regular person that I was like, well, he would just live through all of this shit with us. So yeah. mm-hmm. let's see his thoughts on things, you know, and yeah. then the other character.
0: It's so great because, because uh, yeah, these two guys are, are, are they're, they're vlogging is what they're doing. But, but yes. like, but there are two guys who have no business vlogging, <laughs> like who in the real world would probably have
2: no interest oh, in Oh, no. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I wish I could put you guys on the, the UAW horde <laughs> <laughs> secret site because, man, there's a couple people who give Garrett a run for their money, and they're being earnest. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: That's the thing. I'm, I'm always like, no, no, no. My character is like downplaying yeah. some of these guys. Some of these guys are yeah, yeah. UAW boys. Oh, baby.
2: Those are the man. guys. No, I post sure. your I post your videos on those as like almost oh, as them. Awesome. I love it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, those are the dudes, man. That I when I get stopped by those guys, oh my lord, do they love it? And I'm like, oh, okay, you like it? Okay, I'm,
2: I'm yeah. The,
1: oh, so. yeah.
0: And then, so and then and then so it started with Cody, but then you eventually have uh, Dip Cup. Um, yes. And and. Uh, how, how, when, when, did, when did he show up? Like, like a, a year longer ago?
1: Yeah. Maybe like three, I've been doing it for like five years now, or maybe four. And yeah, about a couple years ago, he started in, Um we were just like, Cody was fun and stuff, but I was like, man, I have more in the tank, you know? And like, yeah. again, it was like, I'm feeling bored, you know, I'm feeling bored. So I wanted we, you know, we were like, cool, let's add a new character. Cause he can come from a different angle on things, you know? So I, of. Uh, I have a million of those guys in my life that are like dip cup with the high viz work shirt and the camo <laughs> hat and the glasses, you know, and those guys are, <laughs> they're, yeah, so they're great. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Else, so. yeah. But, uh,
0: and But no one and, had
1: done it yet. I, I hadn't seen anyone online or anyone put that, that we have all seen that guy a hundred times at the gas yeah. station. <laughs> and it's like, I, I, I'm seeing a thousand of these dudes and no one's mentioning that they all look the exact same
2: yeah totally but it's just so great because you put such an i wouldn't call these guys nuance but your take on them are is nuanced so it's mm. i think that's the fun of it like oh my god you're just hitting it right at the head on the nail so well I
1: think, I think i just get the chance to dive deeper into the character's thoughts yeah. you know like we've seen we've seen characters like cody on screen before but like we don't get to hear what Cody thinks about 401 k you know
2: yeah, what Right? You know? I like, mean? I get to
1: just dive more in. I think people are always like, wait, these guys love pets? I'm like, oh, yeah, they love pets. <laughs> you know, like you oh, can yeah. see multiple layers of the characters.
0: Yeah, and and at this point, um, the series is super successful. Um, you guys just broke 100,000 likes or followers recently, right?
1: Yeah, we broke a hundred thousand um a couple weeks ago which is just an absolute surreal number i can't even believe it's there that's but, incredible man yeah, yeah and you know but i just focus on the content i you know the numbers are great and that's super fun but like yeah. i was me and mike you know we always talk about now that like Man, one time we got 17 shares on a video and I lost my mind. I was like, this is the greatest <laughs> day of my life, you know. And yeah, now, you know, now the numbers are insane. Don't, but if you look at those old ones, like man, they're from shares. It's crazy. I was, making, I was making those things for me, though, back in. Me and Mike were just making them and we were like, we, we would have a couple people who would comment on all the videos and be like, okay, cool. They commented. We have three comments. And I'd be like, this is great. This is working.
0: Yeah, so, so I guess that, that's, that's my question is that like it's it's built up to something where I can definitely see how, you know, that same kind of like interactive or validating uh, engagement with your audience and stuff is is, is uh, definitely not the same as being in front of a live audience. But like you you've built an audience that you can... Riff with, or you like, see, you can, you can, you know, you can, you can be in the comments and, and, uh, feel like you're, you're speaking to an audience and not just a, a shout in the void or whatever. Right. But like, but it took so long before getting to that point. Uh, how do you, how, how does it change when you're, when you're creating content consistently and, like, like, how do you keep yourself entertained? Or or like, are you kind of like benchmarking yourself or aiming at at something? Or are you just trying to get rid of all of that and just have fun with the things you're recording?
1: Yeah, I I think it goes right there. It's like, I, I've been doing this so much and the the content is created. I've done so many videos because I love this. Like I chose something that I really loved. I, all I wanted to do was like, I I think I saw a Kyle Mooney video and he just did a character into the video and I was like, wait, that's okay. Oh, I play characters on stage and that's my favorite thing to do. I guess I could just record myself doing it. And playing characters right. is always my favorite thing to do. And and when you have a good character, oh man, you wanna do it all the time, every time. We all have our stock characters that we love to play. Those this is my these are mine you know? And yeah. now I just get to, I just <laughs> record them now. So it really did come. The consistency just came from like truly just enjoying it. You know, like if you're in a project that you're not enjoying, I don't know how you continue doing it. So I really was like, okay, these are for me. Like I, at the end of the day, I'm the one enjoying it. I like it. So if I'm doing it, it, it will work, you know, like, because at the end of the day, it, they are just for me, like you know, like yeah. I could just set them all to private. <laughs> they're, they're just, I like. like
2: I am so know, glad that. you said that because I've had so many, I've had so many students who, who pitch project or or have project ideas they're excited about, but never take that step into develop. Mm-hmm. You know, and right now it's so easy to develop stuff. You know, I get, imagine like when we like fifteen years ago when we first started tried to record something, we'd have to record it on tape. try to edit it or you know put it there was no youtube or anything like there's so many things now that you can just get yourself out there and do but i think what the only thing stopping that step is like fear like the fear of oh what if it doesn't work like who cares like so going back to what we talked about before you gotta stop giving a damn yeah
1: i i think a lot of people think like i didn't get like a lot of reception on this it failed it's like no that's there will be no reception at first. It has to be for you. So choose something that you love for yourself and keep trying to do that because you can live inside that forever. If you're just making shit for yourself and you're like, man, I enjoy doing this. Well, you'll do that forever, you know, but like you have to enjoy it because man, I was making videos and me and Mike were making videos when ain't nobody watching it. And it was like, but I was like, man, that was much funny. I loved it, you know, and like, who knows? And, you know, it just you you have to enjoy it. So I don't care about the numbers. I just if the video's fun, that's it. That's all I'm thinking about. Is is this fun? Am I enjoying this? Is is
0: Mike thinking about the numbers? Is he like, uh, eh, let's put a face in Yeah, Mike, on th- it. Mike seems <laughs> like a number guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, you know, it's kind of his job to, to know the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like in, in our in our combo here, you know, like Mike is the and thank. God, he's a numbers guy. Thank God, because we'd be yeah. lost if he wasn't. But, yeah, he looks at the numbers, and he's good with, like, figuring it all out and stuff like that. Um, but Mike sends along, like, you know, he definitely creates the content with me. Mike has amazing ideas, and he knows the characters very well as well, you know, and can come with stuff all the time. So there's no doubt I can't do it without Mike. It's That's the other thing. Consistency, oh, yeah. You know, I'm selective on who I work with because I have to enjoy working with that person. Or people, so um, and me and Mike just we we just hit it on all those things. Yeah, but Um, like kind of living inside the characters. Yeah, that's that's where it comes from. It's just that's the consistency. Is enjoying it.
0: Yeah, it's you know, um, it's I think I think I it's so easy if if you're having a shitty time to be like, I don't want to do this. I I think in my experience talking to people and, and where I still don't have a really strong answer is when people are having fun with everything and again myself included because because like i you've taken these two characters so far and they're so well defined and i never get tired of watching them i'm not surprised you don't get tired of playing them because it shows um but i i feel like if i were doing something similar i my mind immediately goes to like i'm gonna do i'm gonna do this character then this character and i come up with a whole looney tunes cast of um, all the people in this world, and and uh, and that's where I get myself into trouble because they all seem equally fun, and and, and I have those things going on uh, for myself in my own projects and everything. And and like I said, Julia, and uh, some of our our Detroit transplants out here are, are in a similar boat of like, what if I just love everything? And I, and and to me, the only the best thing that I've been able to say in terms of my experience reducing my commitments is that um, I have never I, i've always grown i've always benefited from
2: reducing my commitments that's true that's true yeah sometimes you gotta pick your favorite kid yeah sucks. yeah <laughs> th-
1: that's a good way to put it bob honestly yeah. like you gotta pick <laughs> your favorite kid and it's if you honestly just take a couple minutes, you'll realize which one you probably love the most. You
0: know, like you got twins; your kids are going to be watching this like, which one? Which one? <laughs> they're, they're in this
1: closet right here. Like, yeah. Um, but
0: but like- yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like, 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 I, 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 have sometimes benefited from maxing out my commitments. Um, uh, and, and sometimes I've done it to to the detriment of of what I'm getting from each one of those. But I've always gained from from reducing those commitments and it seems to me garrett like you kind of build from from the opposite end of of instead of going from maximum and reducing back that you kind of start with like the thing you love most and see what else you can add to it um uh as opposed to being subtractive you know what i mean
1: yeah smaller has always been better for me just like smaller steps so it was like okay i want to play this character named cody will you help me film it mike was like yes and then it was like okay turn the camera on and then we made one video and then mm-hmm. that was like, okay, that's good. And then we made <laughs> one more video. You know, we just go in steps and we, we 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 always allow ourselves, like, he goes, can I dream for a moment? I'm like, yeah, let's dream for a moment. And then we'll dream the big stuff of, like, okay. and if it was a TV show, I would get this person to play the dad, you know, or whatever. You know, oh, that's like, cool. Of course, we those are such Have fun you ever dreams, talked
2: about that? Like, like, expanding that world, like uh, trailer park boy style or Letter King style? You know, I, it would be an
1: I. I'm not opposed to it. I know I'm gonna personally add another character soon. I want. I have okay. again. I just have more characters I want to do, and you know, angles to come from. But yeah, yeah, I guess if like the right people came along, um, I would love to get like uh, Dip Cup's fiance Kelsey. You know, like I think that yeah. would be so fun to find her. Um, you know, that would be really fun to do and stuff like that. But like, yeah. I. But again, that's like. That's like a big step for me. That's like, right, and, right. Then I'm, and then we'll get her and it's like, I haven't met that person. I don't even know what I would do yet. You know, like, so I just focus on my little notepad and my ideas and I just go with it and <laughs> step by step and it's, you always want to run faster. And I'm like, but I am running fast. Just run slow right. and steady. So just be consistent, but just little things.
2: That's smart because when the opportunity does present itself, you'll have all this material ready. You it's, even have to I, start from scratch.
1: Yeah, it's so great now that like all the all these followers are coming along. I'm like, boy, am I glad I made all those videos, like, and I just enjoy yeah. doing it because there's there's hundreds and people just go back and back and back, and I'm like, hey, that stuff's gonna last you a couple of days back there. So it's nice <laughs> that it's just like step by step, just enjoy it, you know. So yeah, but you know, I don't I don't rush anything anymore. I try not to. Yeah, but it's. It's hard to be consistent. I honestly say, though, it's like it's it's hard to I've never had to do comedy every day of my life or like think about it constantly. And so this is where I'm like, hmm, this is like the pros, I guess. Like this is like you got to do it when you don't even want to do it, you know, because it's a part of the business now. So, yeah, Yeah. you know, it's hard. But like I have to. But thank God I enjoy playing the characters. Yeah. There's always more to mine with the characters and stuff like that. So. Yeah. That's the think, other thing, just enjoying that part of it.
0: Yes. I think that that's really um, hearing you talk about it is is the most important takeaway for me uh, uh hearing your approach to things is is that loving the learning curve even when it's quote-unquote not fun, you still love the that overhead view of the process and the direction you're heading and you have to love what your the work that you're doing independently of an audience or or the you know the uh instant validation of playing in front of a live audience um you have to imagine a, a world where where that is that taken away and are you still enjoying it uh to and, and to what degree you know right
1: it, you have to enjoy it for yourself at first it's it's i think mike Birbiglia, the stand-up was like one of he's like when you're first starting comedy you have to be a psychopath you have to pretend things are going well <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> They're not, <laughs> but yeah. you have to say it is, yeah. And so, with that stuff, I was like, okay, I'm not, I like doing this, I'm just gonna keep doing it till it's not fun, and it hasn't stopped being fun yet. So, That's we're gonna here. keep I love going. That. That's what me and Mike yeah. always say we something great will happen, and we'll be like, yeah, and it'll go, you want to keep going, and I'm like, yep, yeah, let's keep going. And it's just the next day, you know, we just keep going and keep. I think people thought, probably think it's so much more exciting than it is, but it's so not. It's yeah, just like <laughs> got to do it every day. And think of ideas. It's not very glamorous. I'm just, I'm in the middle of the woods filming. It's not glamorous.
0: So. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I've, I've loved I've loved so much, especially just having the vantage point of seeing it from the very beginning and to where it is now. Uh, it has been so incredible. I'm so right. Congratulations on that, uh, by the way, Um, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing a third character um, and whatever it is that you're, you're, wherever you're going to take it next, uh, I'm excited to see. Beyond uh, what you just talked about, uh, are there other things that you wanted to kind of uh, give people a teaser on um, with Wayne County Life or with anything else you're working on?
1: Um no i guess just kind of look out for the new character and stuff i can tell you a little bit about oh. it if you'd like but oh yeah yeah man it's it, His it's Exclusive. gonna be like one of the characters he talks about um that cody and dip always talk about is their uncle terry and i've mentioned him you know and stuff like that and he's just gonna be i it's an older guy i'm gonna play like a 60 year old guy, I have this. I bought this beautiful wig. That's another thing. You get, you have to. Be oh, you told me about that. Travis is a bachelor. Yeah, artist. so I got this beautiful yeah. wig and these glasses and stuff, and it don't even look like me, which I'm like, wow, this is weird. Wow. And, It'll be fun, and so I get to kind of play, like, an older character, and he's, like, the dude that wears, like, a Red Wings leather jacket as a dress-up, you know, item, you know, like... Mm, yeah. He
2: wears,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, he wears a Red Wings leather jacket to a wedding, and it's like, why are you wearing that? You know,
2: <laughs> that's, that's my dad's best hours. friend. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Do, you, I do, do you have that? Like Is everything. that part of the... A...
0: Character is a, is a leather jacket for Red Wings. Oh yeah,
1: I have to still find one. But he also wears like these oh. other shirts that like these those old guys wear with like the collar and they have like an elastic bottom on them. They're like a polo, but the last I could show you, you would know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. An idiot. Yeah. But, and again, I'm like looking at him, you know, looking at these guys all the time. And I'm like, no one's done this guy yet, but every he looks like every baseball coach I ever had. <laughs> like he's just, you know, he's just the one that thinks you should take dirt grounders. You know, like get the grounder. <laughs> right. I don't know. So it'll be fun to do. I'm excited to do it. So, but again, it's like we could build up and like add people, or we could build outward. And I just add more of myself to it because I just have yeah. more. I st- I have more characters to do. I'm still enjoying it. So, but that's awesome. Man. Very cool. Yeah, I'm it's, excited. It's been, I can't wait. I'm to see Insanely this guy. grateful. <laughs> Bob, I do it for the old school crew, bro. I do it for yeah. the old schoolers,
2: dude. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, man, God. It sounds like my dad's best friend. Like he has a, He also wears a Stone Cold. Uh, 316 shirt to everything. Like, <laughs> if this character collects camel a, bucks, I know this guy.
1: <laughs> my guy's going to be the guy who, uh, like, he has a hot rod, but he also wears an airbrush t shirt of his hot rod. Hot, hot I mean, rod, like, yeah. And he's just like, yeah, I got to throw him a <laughs> shirt, you know, and it matches my car. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like every guy my dad ever hung out with and they're all named uh, Ace or whatever and i'm like why is your name Ace? that's not a name mm-hmm. you know so, but they're
2: so again putting the pomade in I her hair yeah.
1: yeah it's like i just enjoy playing the characters so i have more to <laughs> do so i yeah. i just get to a paint i'm just going to paint another painting now it's awesome
0: yeah and and i and i know we we kind of mentioned it earlier and we're uh near the end of of our time here but um uh, people who are these people, uh, like you said, really love it. And I think it's because you, you play the characters with um, with love and with like optimism. Yeah. You know, like there's a, there's a, a a stray even for Cody, who's just like kind of like mischief and um, rebellion and wreak havoc, uh, is is still kind of like his energy is positive for what his yeah. outlook is. Uh, and Dip Cup especially is is just like. He's a uh he's a rabble-rouser and um I don't know you could shit you you could feel like you're shitting on the on these people but instead it it, it feels like you're really uh just giving them a, a, an optimistic uh uh persona and I think that that resonates with the people that you're um I I, I imagine that you, the audience that you're reaching.
1: Yeah, Bob, yeah. you said it good earlier. That was a good reminder for me is like this, that's what I do with the characters is they care about everything and they also care about everyone else. So like yeah, Cody yeah. is like he's probably you know, you want to keep your distance from Cody, but if you're at a party you're like this guy's really <laughs> fun. <laughs> like no, I had a beard Cody. I like have. you would uh, <laughs> if you're at a party and Cody was like, "Yo, I want to go to 7-11." You would be like I'll go with you. Yeah, but yeah, you yeah. Don't right. know what you're yeah. going to end up doing, you know? You're like, a little so no be like, uh,
2: yeah. less fun if but
0: Tony's he's like, like here. yeah.
1: <laughs> but he's right? like the dude that be like, yo, James, I'll burn down a house for you. Like, he'd be so <laughs> yeah. loyal to you. And Dip's the same way, where he's like, everyone's, he's, he's just buddies with everybody. Why would you hate anyone? What's the problem? You know? totally.
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You got to yeah. well, care about everyone. Yeah. So I think people want to be their friend, you know?
2: Yeah. That's what makes the video so great. You celebrate these people rather than make fun of them. Because I, yeah. I can see you know, a different style of uh performer. Like, oh, this is why this person's stupid. And, yeah. under, under, I, you know, type stuff.
1: I see ones where they're doing like caricatures, you know, and I'm just, yeah. like, You're just ripping on people. I don't know. I, I want you to feel them. I want you to think they're real. <laughs> you know, that's why Uncle yeah. Terry, I'm going to try and make him to where he's like, like man i wish that was my uncle you know that right right great. you want
2: you know, people like, to care
1: yeah yeah he's like man i wish he would give me a nugie. you know like that would be <laughs> yeah. good oh i miss those so, yeah <laughs> yeah because that's one of the things that's going to be it is that mike films him and he's my nephew but he's a grown-up but i still always am trying to like give him nuggies and beat him up a little bit you know
0: yeah that's awesome, that's awesome. I, awesome. I, I i'm really looking forward to it man uh Thanks so much for joining us. This has been an awesome conversation. And um, we uh, are glad to hear that you're doing well. And, yeah, man. Uh,
1: so good to see you.
0: Yeah, we'll you make, guys
1: too, man. This was, it was awesome to talk about improv for an hour, man.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. you want, man. <laughs> yeah. The sanity, yep. Um, and we'll make sure that we include links to Wayne County Life. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you are on uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, but you mainly live on Facebook, right?
1: Yeah, Facebook is like predominantly where it lives, but yeah, so you can catch them on those three platforms there. So we have a we have a Twitter, but that feels like we're throwing it into the abyss. So I okay. don't <laughs> know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, awesome, man. Well, uh, thanks again. And um, we'll catch you next time on Improv FAQ at life. Thanks, guys. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.